All right, so on the docket for discussion today, uh, we thought we would speak about space. Space, yeah. Just general oh, just, yeah. observations and questions yeah. that we have about Whatever space. Whatever we have gathered in the few years that we've had. Of incessant <laughs> YouTube searches, yes. right? So let me start by asking you, do you believe that life exists out there other than just us? Let's start with numbers first. I think that's important. Let's start with like, the hugeness or I don't know that's the word but like how huge space is so let's go for numbers first so I think everybody kind of knows this but let's assume some people don't that so we all know like okay it's like tens hundreds thousands and then there is hundred thousands there's lakhs and then there's some people who say millions but what a, what a lot of people don't understand is that like, you know, there's a thing that the people say that the, your first one million is the most difficult and then you can be a billionaire. No, wait. A minute is 60 seconds. A day is like 3,600 something seconds. A million seconds is 11 days. Right? Okay. Yeah. I might be somewhat wrong on that, but okay. Yeah, I know. It's about I, that much. I know what you're quoting. Yeah, it's, it's about 11 days. Yeah. Okay, now tell me, what is a... What, what is a billion seconds? A billion with a B. I mean, I know because mm. I've I've yeah. seen it too. But yeah, I I think it's very interesting in terms of understanding the sheer scale of the universe. Mm. But yes, uh, as you mentioned, one million seconds is eleven days, and a billion seconds, if I remember correctly, don't quote me on this, but it's about thirty-three years. Right. That's how huge billion is from a million. Yeah, just the right. sheer difference between a million and a billion. Only our galaxy mm-hmm. is a hundred billion light years in diameter. A hundred billion. And with that estimate, we just say that, yeah, there probably are a hundred billion stars. Like the number is so huge, it doesn't matter if I say a hundred billion or hundred five billion. It doesn't matter. Like that difference does not make a difference because the number is that huge. Like, true, true. Also, I think it's important to note that you said the diameter of our galaxy is 100 billion light years. Right. It's not 100 yeah. billion. Yeah. So, again, uh, I'm assuming everyone who listens Just to us... explain a bit about what a light year is. Right. So, I'm assuming that everyone knows, but in basically, one light year is the amount of time it takes for light to travel. Mm. Uh, the amount of distance that light covers in one year. Right. Right. Like it takes 8 minutes for light to travel from the sun to the earth. So like mm-hmm. if the sun just disappeared right now, it's dark, but let's say it was day. It just disappeared like this instant, we wouldn't know until 8 minutes after. Mm-hmm. So it takes, now that distance is quote unquote short. That's infinitesimally small. Right. In comparison with the light year, because that is a distance that a light, a light travels in one year. And by the way, light is also the fastest thing in the universe. Uh, it's not that light is the fastest thing it's more like there is a speed limit to the universe that anything travels anything cannot travel faster than light it's because that is the speed limit of the universe like that's a speed limit to causality I like that I like that explanation yeah Mm -hmm. and because there's a speed limit to like anything even the smallest like the most weightless object that you could throw at a very uh that, that would travel at a really high speed because it doesn't have energy. Okay, whatever. It is light because it's so small. Now, it takes 
uh, I think about three hundred thousand meters per second, three million meters. No, per second. it's a lot more. It's three into ten to the power of eight meters per second. No, it's three million. No, it's okay. three into ten is eight. And also, <clears throat> it's it's um, it's worth noting that the reason there's, I mean, not the reason, but a mathematical proof of uh, the existing speed limit uh, within the universe is uh, in one of Einstein's equations. Um, the mass of an object. Um, I won't get into the details of the equation itself. Um, we'll leave, leave the link down below or something. But in general, uh, what you see when you plug in the values of something approaching the speed of light is you see that the mass tends to be tends to infinity. Mm-hmm. And what that means right. is the faster you go, um, a crude way of looking at it would be the heavier you get, quote-unquote, right? Like, hmm. not exactly the best way to explain it, but hmm. think about it that the faster you go, the more tendency to slow yeah. down you have. Yeah. And therefore, so, it's impossible to not just beat the speed of light, but to also approach it. kind it. of makes me wonder, like, what is weight? Because technically, aren't we all traveling? The Earth is traveling, the Earth is traveling around the Sun, the Sun is traveling around the Milky Way, the Milky Way is traveling in the vastness of space. Mm-hmm. So, what is weight? So, if everything is slowed down... Traveling? Yeah. If everything slowed down, <laughs> would... Would Atkins diet not be yeah. a thing? <laughs> okay, so let's get to the point. Okay. So, space is huge. It's huge. Like, just our galaxy is a hundred billion light years. And um, if, like, suddenly we, we saw everything we could see in the night sky, like all the stars, all the, all the uh, dots of light that we saw, we would not be wrong if we were to assume that each and every single speck that we saw is a galaxy. That's how many galaxies there are in the <clears throat> in space, in our universe. And that, by the way, is the observable universe. There is a like. Of course, yeah, that makes yeah, sense. Yeah. Yeah. There's a there's a non-observable universe that we don't know how big it is. Like the obvious assumption there is that it could be infinity, but there are other theories around it. Yeah. So it's huge. Now, so our galaxies, our galaxy has hundred billion stars or more each star holds on an average of whatever amount of planet doesn't matter like even if it's two there are 200 billion planets now so it doesn't matter how many planets but then just the numbers point out that there should be someone something else other than us or other than like any life form on earth that we see like to be fair like i would i i want i'm more on the side where like yeah, I feel like some of the moons of Saturn, Jupiter, like, you know, those, I forgot the names. They probably do have some sort of life, if not like a, a, a reproducing organism, but like they have that protein buildup or something like that there, which is amino acids. I think that's the right thing. True, true. Yeah. I'm a BBA student, by the way, <laughs> and Emma there is a medical student. Uh, not a very good one at that. Yeah, I'm, I'm a good BBA student because <laughs> who's a bad BBA student? <laughs> but okay, yeah. So, yeah, there should be, there should be something out there. There has to be. No, I agree. I mean, if you think about the, uh, the sheer infinity hmm. of the universe, then yeah. the numbers obviously would, the, the, the probability that we are alone in this universe is just very low. It's, it's too low, yeah. right? Like yeah. there has to be life out there. There has to be. And I think, um, an issue I take with our search for life out there hmm. is that, um, I do feel like we seem to be looking for organisms that would be similar to us. For example, mm. in I mean, it does make sense because 
our way of life is all we know therefore we mm. look for carbon based organisms and planets right. like the earth right yeah but then if you think about it organisms exist on earth that can survive under the harshest conditions for example um tardi- everyone go ahead and yeah. go ahead and google this uh, they're called tardigrades right and um they're these like microscopic organisms and they can basically survive in the vacuum of space yeah for 3 um, years i think Oh uh, no they they were tardigrades found in an iceberg from 2000 years ago that just okay. tend to hibernate and hmm. reanimate themselves when the conditions oh, are fine it wasn't like it was their society or like a culture that was there growing no they were just they hibernate when the situations aren't great hmm. and as soon as they as soon as situations are favorable for them like the environment and mm-hmm. the environmental stressors they reanimate themselves so there there's been they have been found in mm. icebergs from 2000 years ago which makes me feel that obviously our search for life has been skewed in the sense that we're only looking for life as we know it but also i do sympathize because how else do you look for yeah, life how, yeah we wouldn't know right? but there's another way to look for life right like the the effect that life has on a planet true we mm-hmm. could look for that like for example obviously like just knowing if there is if there are like uh single cellular organisms on a planet is pretty much impossible i would say until if they were carbon based and then they would release gases that we see that here on earth are rele- being released by single cell organisms we wouldn't know if they're single cell if there are any if there's any life form on those planets also don't so, you think <laughs> it's it's not i mean it's groundbreaking in in terms of science but in terms of society don't you think if it we find matter. right because they just single cellular yeah. organisms so what we're going to look for like is like um uh, radio waves radioactivity True. right because okay. that's what we again like we assume that if there was a civilization as uh modern as us they would communicate in some way and the best way to communicate is through radio waves because again radio wave is a type of like quote unquote light so it is the fastest way to kind of communicate Yeah so it's an it's an electromagnetic long distance yeah. wave and right. uh, long wavelength and all of that and yeah it's very useful for long distance communication and it on a planet on a not, planet oh, yeah not, not on a not interstellar yeah. like, but so the, the, basically that means that if somebody was near the sun right now and they texted me i would get their text 8 minutes after they se- pressed send i mean more than 8 minutes yeah and that is if they getting full speed like high speed internet <laughs> and all of that <laughs> Let's assume uh, Tesla Starlink, Elon Musk Starlink has okay. now been launched in okay. India. But even then, it would be slower than eight hmm. minutes because his phone wouldn't transmit light. Yeah. Right? yeah okay. Was, yeah. But still, best case scenario, hmm. let's say ten minutes. Hmm. It would it would take a while. I think it's also important to discuss at this point what sort of life might exist out there if they do, because I know you know about this. Um, but recently we spoke about the kardashev scale right mm-hmm. which is um it's the scale that's been invented to classify civilizations mm. on the basis of their energy mm. output but uh to put it in a better way the the efficiency with which they use energy right yeah. and there's um there's different classes so the original scale had only class 1 class 2 class 3 civilizations um where class 1 were uh civilizations that can harness the power of their own planet yeah completely, completely. and with like 100% efficiency mhm um 
class two were those that could harness the power of a surrounding star hmm. completely and with full efficiency and class three were those that could harness the power of that galaxy right. with complete efficiency but also um in recent proposed um additions to the scale they've been class four and class five civilizations um which are slightly more far-fetched but to be honest our view as human beings is so infinitesimally insignificant Mm. that we have no idea what is appropriate or not yeah. right so class 4 would be civilizations that can harness the power of the universe mm. so like very interstellar actually that's the last one very high high like higher order beings mm. right and class 5 um according to the proposal would be the interstellar higher dimensional beings yeah. the beings that are the architects of the universe that we live like, in like we wouldn't be wrong if they call them if we call them gods yeah and actually we wouldn't be wrong if we called a type 3 civilization god true because that's how small we are true we yeah for context human beings are a type 0.8 civilization yeah. on the scale now when you put things into scale like that on the kardashev scale it's really interesting because i feel if life did exist mm. you know so far we've only considered what if life is so insignificant that we haven't found it but what about this what about life forms exist but they're way higher on the kardashev scale than we are mm-hmm. and we are insignificant to them because you know when you're walking down the street okay do yeah. you look mm-hmm. for example you look down at an ant in your garden mm-hmm. and to you it's insignificant you don't try to talk to it right like it's so insignificant i don't even look down right yeah and the ant doesn't look up and think who you are right it goes yeah. both ways hmm. so one possibility is <laughs> what if we yeah. are so insignificant in the grand, grand scheme of things that maybe civilizations do exist they're just so so much more advanced than us that hmm. it is not worth their time to talk to us yet on the other hand it's also possible there's so many possibilities but it's it's the the two other possibilities that jump out at me are one like we said uh life does exist but it's so primitive that we don't know of it yet or two as we mentioned uh i think how how big did you say the diameter of our galaxy was 100 billion light years 100 billion light years right mm. a good way of looking at that would be a planet at the edge of our galaxy the light that we see today traveled from that planet 100 billion years ago is that is, am i correct in saying that not really it's not no It, you're not correct there. Okay, go on. It's um I can't explain this. Um I feel like I need to draw and explain this better. I think it okay. would be better. Second child uh, coming soon. Cuz like space expanding at the same time. Okay, makes sense. But That's one one okay. part to it. Okay. And uh, so this is the the 100 billion number is basically an estimate we have over how large our own galaxy is. Mm-hmm. Cuz it's difficult to see and measure something that you are in already uh-huh, uh-huh. like it's easier to look at something that's outside our galaxy and be like okay this is that small or that uh-huh. big but it's more difficult to see how big our own is to the exact numbers by the way not like okay but no i meant i meant more along the lines of is it accurate to say that the light we see today is a snapshot from the past yeah it's not correct yeah, yeah. right like for example uh, i read this thing that kind of make, which should make you think that uh, the closest galaxy galaxy to us is you know what fine i'll i'll smaller the scale down the closest star to us i think it's called proxima Cent- century centauri something like that isn't it alpha centauri 
Yeah, I think okay. I think it has all the three words. Okay. It, as approximate. Yeah, whatever. Okay. It's four light years away from us. So let's say there was a planet with life on it, on that, uh, in that sis, on that sis, solar system, mm-hmm. and uh, there was someone looking up to Earth. They would be right now looking at twenty sixteen. So they exactly. would be seeing me in uni right now. <laughs> exactly. Basically. So, so that yeah. to me is the third possibility. That mm. what if these the sheer scale of the universe? Maybe planets are so far apart that we are witnessing. Maybe a fully fledged society, but just in their early primitive stages. Yeah, possibly. And same with them. Yeah. Maybe that's why they haven't made contact yeah. with us. Yeah. So those are and also to me. also like the sheer time it takes for information to travel. So even if like for for example, we have sent information outside, like with a small summary of what humans are, what Earth is, where it is located, mm-hmm. etc., uh, into space, and it's like what some some around two hundred fifty trillion miles away, mm-hmm. and. Uh, Right now, I don't know how many light years that is, but it's still not enough to have reached a significant portion of the universe that by that we can now, uh, using probability, assume that it should by now have reached a planet that has life. It's like it's maybe like a one percent far from us in that sense. Okay. So we can't talk to them. They can't talk to us. Mm-hmm. We can't see them; they can't see us, and we're forever accelerating. Like when? even the life of the universe itself is a number; like it's thirteen, fourteen billion light year, uh, sorry years. Mm-hmm. So we really can't tell because, like, if something is like let's say um, two hundred and fifty million light years away, which mm-hmm. is not that huge in terms of how big the universe is, for their light to reach us. Is basically going to take two hundred fifty million light years, mm-hmm. which is like what seven, which is seven percent. I might be wrong in the numbers there, okay. but it's yeah, whatever. It's like he's a, the he's the BBS student, by the way. Yeah, order. yeah, I'm the BBS. Student. <laughs> <laughs> but I did math in grade twelve. <laughs> yeah. Okay, so, yeah, so it doesn't really matter. Like even if even if I were to find, even if I saw like a planet that I see is emitting radio waves, we still wouldn't be able to talk to them. Because like if it reached us, and we saw it, and it we can tell how long it took, uh, for that light or that radio wave to reach us, it would take that same amount of time for us to reply to them. Mm-hmm. What if by then they're just extinct? And also, I mean, this is a whole different conversation. But uh, then you have to think about uh, Plato's great question: um, Can something ever reach something else if? One of them had a head start because you can break mm. down right. finite dif- yeah. uh, distances mm. into infinite yeah. parts. But that, that's a mm. that's a whole another yeah. hole that we're digging. So we started off by talking about Fermi's paradox, which is generally um, if life does exist out there, mm-hmm. where is it? Yeah. Um, now I think we should also mention the Great Barrier Theory. Mm. Yeah. Right. Um, the Great Barrier Theory is, um, and I'm not disclaimer like always. We are no experts on any of this, um, <laughs> but still, um, the Great Barrier Theory basically states that all civilizations uh, go through certain barrier stages that they must overcome or be annihilated by. Hmm. And one possible answer to Fermi's paradox could be, although the probability of this is also extremely low. Could be that each civilization, once it has accelerated to a certain level, 
once it has become advanced enough, faces some sort of barrier in its progress that they eventually become extinct. Hmm. Although the probability like, of this for is example, less. Like, there's a lot of people who, sorry, like, there's a lot of people who say that if World War Three happens and we use nuclear power, mm-hmm. we may be putting ourselves at risk. Mm-hmm. Human, human speed, like humankind mm-hmm. could go extinct because of it. Mm-hmm. So, we are that close to it right now. Also, Einstein said, I don't know about World War Three, but World War Four will be fought with sticks and stones. Right. That is the sheer yeah. destructive power the we have only, at our hands. The only thing stopping us from going to extinction right now is our own mind telling us, let's not do it today. <laughs> yeah. That's all. Just not today is yeah. is the thing that's yeah. keeping us at bay. Right? So that's the great barrier theory. Now, there are a few concerning things about the barrier theory. The first one is, if you believe that that is the possibility, then you also have to believe that there is a, a I wouldn't say a big, but a decent probability that we then are alone. And the second and more concerning thing that this would bring about is that that would mean that eventually we are heading towards the Great Barrier. Right. Yeah. And we are heading towards extinction. Hmm. But something to add in the Great Barrier Theory. So like how earlier we spoke about numbers and probability and mm-hmm. how it would mean that there come on, like there has to be life. Mm-hmm. The numbers just, yeah, there has to be life. Mm-hmm. Probably even more uh, uh, advanced in technology than we are. Okay. So why doesn't the probability thing apply to the Great Barrier in the sense that if there has to be life and if there has to be so much of life around us, why isn't it possible that some of the life uh, were able to go across the barrier? I That's a, a very valid point and it is. I mean, yeah. the probability or what if, say it is. What if we went across the barrier? What if we did? What if Corona is the barrier <laughs> and we are currently hurdling it and failing massively? <laughs> yeah. <laughs> India is leading again, guys. <laughs> India number one. Yes. <laughs> and I think uh, that brings us to our... Um, hmm. The last thing we had on the docket for today, which is, um, although it, it's not Elon Musk's theory, but I think it has gained traction ever since he announced that he is uh, a believer in the theory, be- just because of the probability and the numbers. Mm-hmm. We're going to talk about the simulation theory. Okay. Okay. Hmm. So, for anyone listening out there, um, this is a very old paper written in the 20th century, I believe. And um, basically what this states is, uh, and Elon Musk has recently in the last couple of years come out and said that he is a, a believer in this theory. And uh, yeah, the probability would point at it. And basically the implication of the simulation theory is that we're in the matrix. <laughs> um, yeah. We are in a simulation. So the reason for that is the assumption would be either... Uh, let's let's look at two possible timelines, right? Either one, um, humanity reaches its great barrier hmm. and we fail. Equals we go extinct, right? Let's look at the second probability or the second timeline. Humanity reaches its great barrier. We succeed and we are like an extremely advanced population. The thing is, once we would attain that level of advancement, we would eventually 
obviously um, history isn't perfect at least i would say our current methods of storing data aren't perfect either for example right. again whole different conversation but we know how ssd works with the the electron banks and everything and they tend to go corrupt after like a decade or two right yeah. so data storage isn't ideal so it isn't that far fetched to think that a super advanced human civilization would want to simulate their ancestors uh just to gain more knowledge you know right. where like did how we simulate how we simulate the birth of the universe exactly and things mm-hmm. like on a supercomputer and what not right? exactly yeah. so it it's not that far fetched to think about it it isn't and the thing is that's what it that's what yeah. the theory entails the, the theory entails is, I, i don't i'm not i don't like this theory a lot because like i already understand how insignificant i am <laughs> okay. and now i don't want to believe that <laughs> i am that insignificant <laughs> that there's a guy sitting there <laughs> is like should i delete him today or not <laughs> and that's it for me right true. i don't want to believe that but, but also yeah it could be true interestingly if that is the case it does do a pretty good job of answering fermi's paradox because if our um what's the opposite of ancestors if our descendants yeah. our super advanced descendants were to simulate our planet they wouldn't by the way we say descendants because we don't have the sheer computational power mm. on the earth at this moment to do something of this scale but if our descendants did reach that level of uh, advancement and had that processing power ab- available to them they wouldn't waste a significant chunk of that on other planets in the universe they would only simulate mm. the earth right yeah so it makes i don't know things are falling into place it we seem more insignificant than ever also like there are there are things like that happen on a quantum scale mm-hmm. that are just not intuitive at all like non eulid i was hoping you said be... quantum scale how uh, hollywood throws in quantum just to make a point but it doesn't mean anything <laughs> the flux capacitor <laughs> <laughs> we need to renegotiate yeah. <laughs> but yeah so like things happen like uh, quantum entanglement oh or things like how basically the thought experiment of schrodinger's cat right like what that explains and what that entails like that thing mm-hmm. like these things right? they're, they're non intuitive they're not um, like even even just to look at space time and measure and ev- like value give value to the, these things you need to make graphs so even the graph that we need to calculate space and time and distance of two objects in uh, motion relative to each other we need a non euclidean graph mm mm-hmm. non euler graph means if i turn the paper around my perspective changed that means the graph changed now of course yeah that's what so it's not intuitive at all and we observe these things so yeah maybe it's a simulation maybe it's just ones and zeros because these things happen which don't make sense there like glitches how in, GTA, in the matrix right not even glitches like how in gta it's not a glitch when i when i type in a cheat code and start like swimming Mm-hmm. like we could not swim in uh, i think san andreas okay right or vice city i'm not sure th- it was vice city you couldn't swim in vice city yeah. so there was one fanny magnet yeah <laughs> a favorite cheat code <laughs> <laughs> but okay so oh, panza panza for a tank mm-hmm. right come, yeah so like these cheat codes right me. these they're not glitches like there's something that we do so what if these guys did they are doing these things to make it seem more uh, understandable for us so we don't ever reached a point where we realize we are in a simulation 
and i think that's very important for a simulation and the people that are uh, hosting a simulation it's very important or not just a simulation but for people that are hosting a an experiment right it's really mm-hmm. essential for the subjects to not be swayed by knowing the fact that they're in an experiment yeah so i think they would do a good job yeah of you know i think a good job is an understatement <laughs> but yeah this is a tremendous job yeah i have one last thing mm-hmm. um what if so basically if let's say we were to travel the universe like maybe a couple of 100 years or a couple of 1000 years later okay we populate the surrounding star systems okay let's assume that's going to happen let's the assume... surrounding star systems right okay yeah not okay. not I, i don't want to go and say like the surrounding galaxies because okay. that's too much okay i like... personally think surrounding star system i personally don't think we're going to survive for 1000 years no i think i think we would do it this i is think we could the great barrier like, is here I, and it is yeah. now i i'm i'm not for <laughs> the great barrier right now let's assume that's that's what's going to happen right okay if like uh let's say there was a human population now that we've sent to mars you know what let's not go outside okay mars okay. if we were to see them a thousand years later mm-hmm. they would look very different from us in this like in distinction no that that would mean they're the same they would be uh they would be indistinguishable from an alien they would look nothing like us because yeah. our so uh if let's say we sent humans to mars and mm-hmm. suddenly something happened and now we can't uh communicate because let's mm-hmm. say whatever something happened something really bad happened and we can't communicate with them yeah and on people on earth had to kind of go to the whole thing of the pyramids and what not and then reach a point where they can have a telescope and look into mars and we saw people which we sent by the way but we would see them as aliens true because i um essentially what would happen is that i was our initially one species hmm. species would uh, then follow a divergent path right. of evolution we yeah. would we would evolve differently on earth yeah. as opposed to mars because the environmental stressors would be right. different so we would True. adapt to the atmosphere there and also like we said um, so history hmm. isn't um, at hmm. least the recording of history isn't perfect so yeah. eventually we would both forget that it's the same species on right. both planets yeah so what if Mm-hmm. what if for the universe we are the starting point for life to spread across do you believe that because that like you know how a lot of people ask uh, or say that you know what i'm too early to explore uh space and too late to explore the world mm-hmm. what if that applies to us as a universe mm-hmm. that we are too early to talk about any of these things because mm-hmm. it's going to be us that we will look at later in the future maybe millions of years ahead mm mm-hmm. and tell yes aliens do exist but it was actually just humans everywhere that evolved differently but if you support that don't you accept that at this moment we are alone in the universe yes that some the, yeah you you will have to accept that that's the issue right? right yeah i mean i don't see why they couldn't go hand in hand i mean as long as you don't say that we are the only hmm. people who are the starting point of um exploring yeah. the universe yeah. then it's fine right yeah. it doesn't Maybe have to be just only, us yeah. right makes sense that makes sense what if we as we are now <laughs> are the people who were sent from mars or something yeah. what if mars yeah, is the like, way it is because its resources have been depleted by our ancestors yeah and because there there are people who say that they uh, we see we see signs of uh, rivers on mars mm-hmm. which uh, means that there was water on mars mm-hmm. that means well then there was life that looks like us on mars that means there were humans so on mars so what we are the aliens for <laughs> true our ancestors who were who were on exactly. mars exactly what if what yeah. if our current yeah. 
our whole current ideology is we're taking too much from the earth so let's move to mars but that's already happened and in reverse yeah. what if we move from history mars history repeats itself history does repeat itself yeah maybe on a grand scale or not it repeats itself yeah. so i think that's all the time we have for today Hope Let's you, talk about this again, you know. We will. This yeah. uh, we're going to make this a there's multi-part series, and uh, we'd love to hear from uh, anyone watching if there's something you'd like for us to talk about. Right. And uh, as always, we hope we left you wondering a little bit more than mm-hmm. normal. Stay curious and uh, don't ever stop thinking.